Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. I just celebrated my 53rd birthday. I'm so grateful for everything that's happened in my life that has helped lead me to this place I am right now. And part of that has been childhood trauma. Part of that is recognizing and looking at the parts of us that have experienced trauma all throughout our life, not only as children, but all throughout our life, and how those moments, those experiences have set up patterns in us that keep us from feeling that pain. And I recently went through an experience of doing some of the work that I actually do with you as clients and were able to do it for myself. And it was a really powerful experience of looking at a particular memory from my childhood and the freedom that I felt from being able to see that in this new way and to give it kindness and tenderness to allow it to let go to allow those old patterns that no longer serve me to be released, to step into my fullest, most centered, most resourced and spiritually true self. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support the podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. For this episode, I just thought I'd reflect a little bit on my birthday and my life and share my insides with you. I just turned 53 on January 11th. And it's it's interesting because I think that birthdays are this reflection time of your life. It's kind of like how the new year is a time when we go, oh, well, there's a new start. There's new something. There's something about your birthday that allows you to look at yourself in 
depth and to really be curious about these years that you've been on the planet. You know, recently I did a workshop and it was so interesting because it was something that I really wanted to get in touch with this deeper inside part of my inner child, my memories, my patterns, where did maybe some of these patterns come from? And it really gave me a lot of time to really reflect on growing up in my childhood. And although my parents weren't alcoholics, there were behaviors and personality styles that affected me in some of the same ways that we do when there's addiction. And I can't really name anything that is specific, except that I was given the role at a very young age to be good, to be more adult than to be child. One of the stories, and it's no judgment when we do these reflections on our younger lives, we're not wanting to make judgment and we're not wanting to say, oh, our parents did a good job here or a bad job here. We're, we're wanting to just look at it with curiosity, with an openness, without having to label it to just feel the feelings, to just have awareness of our own experience in it, not having to say, oh, we're claiming this as a victim place or that we're claiming it as something that someone did to us. These are all human beings. These were young people having children. It's so fascinating that we have these super high expectations of our parents when the truth is, they were just young people trying to figure it out too. My mom was 23. My dad was 30. They're just being young people. And I see that now at 53. And I look at my life and thinking about how I had my kids at 26 and 29. And at the time it felt like I was so mature and I sort of knew what I was doing. And I look back now and think, ah, I had no, no clue who I was or how I fit into the world. So when I go back and I look at my childhood and I'm using these tools of awareness and kindness and deep compassion for myself, deep compassion for my heart, and I look at this younger aspect of myself that I had the gift of being able to look at and be led to in the workshop that I did, what I see is I see a little girl that had experiences that weren't traumas with the big T. I'm very fortunate to have not had to go through a lot of the things that I hear stories about of other people or that I'm working with, with the people who have coaching with me. And my heart just aches for how much harm and hurt happens to us as children. And unfortunately, it's part of the journey. But what I recognize is that it doesn't need to be a comparison of my childhood was so much worse than yours, or I can't feel my own feelings because it wasn't as bad as what I saw somebody else experience. That's diminishing our own experience. And we each feel what we feel with depth and with all of what comes with being human. So it's not about being less or more than someone else. It's about the fact that we all go through these feelings, these situations, these experiences throughout our whole life that affect us and set up our patterns, set up the way that we interact with other people, how we interact with ourselves, whether we 
feel open, whether we feel closed. So as I touched on this memory of myself getting in trouble, and I am terrified of getting in trouble. It's actually a word that is so interesting, the being in trouble. What I remember is that my parents didn't argue. There wasn't a lot of emotion in my house, actually, kind of one way or the other. My parents were hippies in New Mexico, and my dad was a musician, and he wasn't home very much. He was out being a musician, having gigs, and staying at, I don't know, staying at places. He just, I don't really remember him being around much. What I remember is that it became really clear really early that I needed to just take care of myself, play with myself, um, make my own way of entertaining myself. I played outside a lot. We were fairly poor, so I didn't have a lot of toys, but I remember having a few dolls and, and I remember asking my mom to play with me sometimes. And she was always too busy, uh, doing something else. And maybe that was not true, but that's what my, my memory is. Again, isn't it interesting? I catch myself not wanting to judge her because we're not here judging. We're just feeling what we felt, what was my experience. So I have this memory of being in trouble when I was little, that my mom was making a gift for my dad, sewing a shirt for my dad, and it was supposed to be a secret. And before I did this workshop, I knew that I had this memory. And I I knew that this was a foundational memory of why I'm afraid to get into trouble, and that I had shared the secret with my dad and it had been a big deal. Well, it's interesting, we can tell these stories. But it's those protective parts of us that keep us from actually really feeling what that felt like for that small child. So when I did this workshop, they encouraged us to find a picture of ourselves of when we were younger so that we could really connect with our younger self. So I found my photo album. There's not a lot of pictures of growing up. I'm probably not the only one um, now that we have our phones and we take a bazillion pictures of every moment of our lives. When I was growing up, I don't even think we we might not even had a camera or sometimes we had a camera. I don't know. There's maybe there's maybe 50 pictures of my entire childhood. A lot of them were when we were with other people. But there is this one particular picture of the Christmas of which this shirt was going to be the gift and of which I got in trouble. And I would have assumed when you had first talked to me about this memory that I was much older, that I was six or seven. But when I found my photo album, I was actually three years old. It was the Christmas of my, when I was three. And so I turned four right after Christmas. So I'm, I'm really young. And I got in really big trouble for a child who had never been in trouble because I had learned so early to not be in trouble. So the one time I kind of did something, it was a really big deal. I remember being spanked. I remember being yelled at. And I actually remember, whether it's true or not, being put outside and having the door closed and that that was really terrifying. Now, as parents, I'm positive they weren't trying to to abuse me or scare me, or I'm sure there was just major upset and they didn't know how to deal with it. I had not been a kid who did anything outside of the lines before. 
who knows what they were feeling that day. Maybe it was a bad day in their relationship and this was just sort of on top of it. Those are those kinds of things that as kids, we don't know. We don't know. But when I allowed myself to really access an inner part of myself that could feel what a three-year-old felt, almost four, without a lot of emotional knowledge at that point, without a huge vocabulary at that point, and how terrifying it was to experience something that was so much energy when there really wasn't anything like that beforehand, I could see so clearly why I'm afraid of being in trouble and why I'd never want to do anything that's going to be hurtful like that. And I know that my parents love me. I know that it wasn't to hurt me. And I even looked in the photo album that I made years and years and years ago, and it says something along the lines of, this is the shirt that I leaked the secret from and got in big trouble. Boy, did I learn to not do that again. Wow, that statement is said so simply, but that is the foundation of my belief system. Boy, did I learn not to do that again. Wow. When we look at those younger parts of ourselves and we see these situations that we go through and we can have tenderness to ourselves and we can have compassion for those younger parts of us, Do you enjoy listening to the podcast commercial free? I know I am so glad that at this point I can continue to do that for you. And one of the reasons why is because this is a self-supporting podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of the community. The way that you can help support this podcast and community is by going to the website and pressing the donate button, whatever feels right to you. Each donation makes such a big difference and really helps. The other way that supports the podcast but mostly is here to support you is to book coaching sessions with me. I can help you with spiritual coaching, with life coaching, whatever it is on your soul recovery journey that is going to help lead you to your best and truest and most fulfilling you. I want to help you release all that that no longer serves you, to let go of the past, to open up to new ways of being, releasing all those old patterns and discovering the truth of who you are. Go to the website and book a session. There is a discount code for your first session in the show notes. And I really love working with you on your soul recovery journey because together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Now back to the episode. There's so much freedom that happens. And I've already been working so hard in my soul recovery of letting go of those younger parts of me that are afraid and getting better at standing in my adult, fully embodied, fully resourced, spiritually centered self that I don't have to be afraid of getting in trouble. But when I could see that particular memory so clearly, I had so much more awareness of why I shut down, why I'm afraid of conflict, why I have tried to be such a quote unquote good, perfect person, and 
why when things got so unmanageable in my life, when the kids got to a certain age and Rich and I were going through what we were going through, why I used alcohol to check out. I literally couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. So when we have this compassion for ourselves and we can see those places and we can do it from a place that is not holding on to resentments or grievance or judgment, we can have a tenderness that allows it to let it go. I can trust and believe that I am held by a higher power in this moment to move through that feeling, that I can release that from my body, that I can let it go. So here I am reflecting on my 53rd birthday. One of the gifts that I feel like I've received from soul recovery is the ability to not hold so tightly to my past, especially not holding tightly to the pain, but to start to be even more and more present in my current living moment, in this moment right here, right now. And how do I feel right here, right now? What is this embodiment of myself? Can I allow myself to actually feel? Is it okay to not be holding on to pain from the past? And I kind of feel like I look back on my life and there's just been so many different chapters, so many different levels of who I am and what I learned about myself and, and moments where I, I really was so ecstatic with a new thing that I learned and that that was just part of my puzzle. I'm just putting this huge puzzle together. And each time there's a new beautiful facet, a new beautiful piece that is being put into the wholeness of who I am. And I still don't know what the puzzle is. I still don't know what the end result is going to be. But I'm enjoying more and more the awareness that each one of these things that I went through, each one of these markers in my life was essential for me to be who I am. That I needed each of these experiences, the good ones, the hard ones, to connect more deeply with this inner self, to trust more higher power, to connect more with the belief that my life is working out for me, that I am held and supported by universal love. So being able to reflect on our lives to be able to access these points of ourselves allows us to be more present in this moment. And the forgiveness that came for myself as a little girl who had this experience and didn't know what to do with it, and then all of my nervous system, all of my brain tried to figure out how to never have that happen again because it was so painful. I can be gentle to that part of me and I can let that trauma go. And I can be gentle to the other people in my life and I can try to imagine what it felt like for them as young parents trying to teach a lesson or maybe being overwhelmed. I recognize in myself, in my own parenting, 
And I think back to times when I said or do things with my boys that, that I deeply regret. And those were moments where I just didn't have the capacity to show up in my best way. I was doing what I could with what I had. And sometimes I didn't have a lot. And so I have to forgive myself for those moments as a parent too. And I talk about it with the boys. I am able to express to them moments where I feel like I really fell short. And sometimes they remember them and sometimes they don't. But it's it's an opportunity to have a living amend, a constant living amend to reflect on myself. I can't change a single thing in the world around me. I can't force any relationships I can't make somebody else be spiritual or recover. I can't force anything, but I can share myself and I can share my experience and I can heal myself. And through healing myself, I'm actually offering those around me in my life directly, those of you who are listening, a chance to reflect on yourselves and to choose, to choose compassion, to choose self-love, to choose forgiveness, to choose to let go of those old pains that are holding us back. And being able to see so tenderly and clearly that younger part of myself, that little girl, allows me to not have her be the one that shows up when I'm in trouble. And let her know that she's safe, she's okay, and that I, as an adult woman, a 53-now-year-old woman, I can handle it. I have the capacity to be able to hold space. I have the capacity to be able to look at the full situation, to take responsibility for what is mine, to release what isn't, to not be a victim, to know how I can speak from my heart share what I need to share, use the four agreements, not take it personally, not make assumptions, be conscientious with my word and do my best. And that that's my responsibility. That's all I can do. And that the rest is not mine to hold. And that allows me to release all of that stored up old energy that's kept me protected and safe and not be afraid. I really can realize how I was afraid for so long of being quote unquote in trouble. We can't really see our lives with the width of who we are, I think at times, because we're just so in it. We're so deep in it. And when we're in trauma and we're in crisis, it's really hard to pull back and take a look. And so when we are in those parts of our lives, it's even more important to utilize the foundations of soul recovery to let go of what is not yours to be responsible of, to notice where you're powerless, to accept that and see that as a gift to believe that there is a higher power that can help you to reach out to that higher power, to turn it over, to begin to really turn the attention to yourself, letting go of the belief that somebody else's change in their life will bring you happiness, peace, 
and to do the inner work of calming yourself, being compassionate to yourself, being kind to yourself, healing yourself. And then we can come out of the crisis just enough to start to uh, see that everything's working out for us, even if it doesn't feel like it at that moment. So I'm grateful for another turn around the sun. I'm grateful for this life that I have been gifted to learn how to love myself more deeply, how to love others more deeply, and how to follow the will, which I believe is the love of universal power. Thank you for letting me share my reflections. I'm so glad you're here in this community. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the Soul Recovery Community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.
The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.